0: Welcome to the What's Your Drive podcast, where we talk all things Hirschbach and the trucking industry. Join us each week as we talk about news, safety, industry topics, tips and tricks, and more. And now your host, Bianca Sanchez. Hello, it's your host, Bianca Sanchez.
1: Before we get started on this episode, I wanted to let you know we're going to break this up into two parts. So if part one feels like it ends abruptly, don't worry, part two is coming in just a few days. Our call went about an hour, so we're going to make it into two parts to make it a little bit more digestible. Also, if you hear some beeping like a phone call coming through, don't worry, it's not your phone, it's mine. Uh, this is my second episode and I learned a very important lesson, set your do not disturb before you get going on a podcast. So we're going to make this a fun little game. If you hear those beeps, uh, write down what minute marker you heard it at and uh, shoot me a message on the What's Your whatsyourdrive-podcast.com website. And the first few people who tell me that they heard that, I will send some fun swag your way. Thanks and enjoy this episode with our guest, Nick Forte. Thank you for joining us today. We're happy to be back with another episode of the What's Your Drive podcast and uh, with me today is our special guest, Nick Forte. He is the Vice President of Maintenance here at Hirschbach. And I'm very excited to have him on. I know um, he's going to be a hot topic guest every time he's on here. And so thank you for joining us today, Nick.
0: Oh, thanks, Bianca. I appreciate it.
1: So to kick kick off the questions here, we'll, we'll start with the fun and easy stuff. Um, will you tell us a little bit about who Nick Forte is and um, I know a lot of people who, who were here when you came on board with Hirschbach got to hear some of your backstory and uh, kind of your rise in the trucking industry, but uh, we're going to have a lot of people who haven't uh, heard that story before. So I'd love to have you recap for us.
0: Uh, absolutely. So, you know, it's going on right at two years since I joined Hirschbach or was asked to join Hirschbach. And, um, you know, a little bit of, I, I would have never have imagined being in trucking but in some aspects, it's a little bit in my blood, um, uh, per se. So my grandfather, um, uh, drove for Darling Truck in Kansas City for many, 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 many years, um, uh, for some of the old timers, they'll remember Darling Truck. Uh, he retired from that. Um, my father also drives a truck. Um, you know, he drives in Kansas City. He, he does delivery for Pinsky, doing stuff for both, uh, Ford Motor Company and uh, the General Motors there in Fairfax delivering car parts. So um, I, I guess it's just kind of in our genomes. You know, you get trucking somehow implanted in our blood. That's that's kind of kind of what happens to us. You know, it just kind of sucks us in. But really, um, me, uh, I, I really wanted to be a chef or, or, or an accountant. Uh, I know that sounds really odd coming from a maintenance guy being an accountant or a chef. And how in the world did I end up in maintenance? Um, You know, I ask myself that question sometimes two or three times a day. Um, But it really started out back in June of 2000. Um, I was working for MCI WorldCom. Uh, I was one of their customer service agents. And uh, I thought what they were doing, they were asking me to do, was unethical. Um, Basically, I was switching particularly uh, older people uh, and their phone service over. This was the days that some of you may or may not know that depending on the audience, is that uh, you could switch your uh, long-distance service. And what was happening is people were, were getting switched without their knowing it and getting the bills. Well, unfortunately, I was in kind of that, that business model, and I just really didn't feel that uh, MCI WorldCom at the time was an uh, ethical location. And it just so happened that uh, my mother's boyfriend worked for Prime Incorporated as uh, the uh, supervisor over the wash bay and detail shop. So... Um, I told MCI WorldCom that I couldn't do what they're asking me to do. I find it unethical and I told them to stick it. And, uh, and that kind of is kind of where my story started with, uh, trucking. I, I went over to prime and in the June of 2000, I started washing trucks and trailers at night. Um, I didn't know, um, uh, I'll tell you the funny story about this is that I didn't know that what a, what a gator was. And, uh, it was kind of funny, you know, a lot of us that started an in industry were like, oh, heck, what the heck is a gator? I'm like, my goodness, we're hitting all these alligators. These people are going to be endangered species we get it up. And I finally just kind of acquiesced. I, said, oh. I asked one of our, our mechanics, I said, what in the world are we doing hitting all these gators? And he kind of looked at me funny and I said, I mean, all these alligators, we're running over them. And he's like, no, oh, no, 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 no. He goes, those are tire pieces that come off a recap. We call them gators. <laughs> okay that made a little more sense to me um but probably the funniest thing is that, so prime is a refrigerated company just like Hirschbach uh, and uh me being completely uh you know very well dumb uh, i'll just put it that way with the with the acronyms that we use in our industry oh uh, we kept talking about reefer and i'm sitting here scratching my head going oh my god we're hauling all this marijuana this is just baffling to me so again me being the uh the young, dumb guy on the block, I finally just kind of said, why are we hauling pot? And uh, (laughs) the whole lunchroom kind of rolled and they explained to me that reefer meant refrigerated unit on the trailer. So, um, you know, I kind of started out with uh, being the new guy on the block, just washing trucks and trailers. And um, that's where I started my career. And, you know, I I spent 18 years at Prime. Uh, Starting there, they they put me through college. Um, I, I went from washing trucks and trailers to uh doing maintenance on the uh the wash equipment to uh then i i rolled over into the shop office um i turned wrenches for a little bit uh not a lot um i'm much much more uh astute when it comes to technology um so that was a good good evolution for me at the time when i was getting into the trucking you know everybody you know it was rebuild grease you know, the, the, the good days of trucking where you didn't have all this computer stuff. Uh, but it was changing. So it was kind of nice that they kind of got a nerd into the, into the maintenance shop. So I spent time out on the floor with the mechanics, understanding the mechanics of the equipment. And then I brought my expertise. I started teaching the mechanics uh, about computers and technology and how to program trucks and understanding the technologies coming onto the equipment. Um, so that's kind of where I got my start. And then I just kind of evolved. I went from doing that to doing warranty recovery to uh, closing shop repair orders to uh, working in our road assist department at Prime. Um, I did some stuff in the uh, leasing department there kind of on the weekends helping with our leasing department. So I had a a pretty good umbrella of of getting into trucking. So, but uh, really the last 10 years, my focus has been on maintenance. Uh, I was an assistant to the uh, director of VP of maintenance at Prime. And uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we did was I, I had four hundred, four hundred fifty technicians, uh, five locations, and uh, managed roughly about twenty to thirty million dollars in inventory. So, um, at the time when I started Prime in two thousand, we were at seven hundred trucks, and then when I left Prime to come over to Hirschbach, we were right at seven thousand trucks. So, uh, I got to see a lot of growth and understand the growth. So that that was really how my life before Hirschbach come about. So, um, and then, you know, Brad come and asked me if I wanted to join the Hirschbach family and I've had to come up here and uh, for lack of better words, I'd say drink the Kool-Aid, but it was more like drink the fireball. (laughs) And uh, uh, I'm I'm all in. I, I, I love, I love our drivers. I love our culture. Um, You couldn't ask for more synergistic culture and, and I, I felt at home, so uh, I, uh, a little background, Brad asked me one day, and before we even had an offer letter, I had already put my notice in at Prime. so um, to, the, to the adage, I was all in before we even had the ink dry, so um, I'm here at Hirschbach now, and you know, some of this feedback I'd gotten when I first started is oh God, Nick's going to try to make it like Prime, and that's not what it's gonna, what I'm going to do. I want us to be the best in Hirschbach we can be, so That's really what I want to do, and 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 really, you've got to be driver-focused, and I've I've really wanted to bring that to my department or department uh, to focus that our drivers are the backbone, and I want everybody that works for me to understand that if it is not for our driver associates that are out there busting their butt in in homeless freight, one, they don't need anybody in the office, and two, you've got to understand where your paycheck comes from. Our drivers are our customers. We have to take care of them. And we have to treat them with respect and dignity, and understand that they're sacrificing a lot of time away from us. So that's kind of my cultural and my mindset when it comes to working uh, with my department.
1: That is exactly the mindset that everybody I've encountered at Hirschback has, and I and I think that's a fantastic outlook to have in general when we're dealing with anybody in the trucking industry. But our drivers, number one, we none of us would be here without them, and. And I think that's fantastic that you bring that to the table, especially as, you know, head of something as important as maintenance, which speaking of for those listening who might not understand what all the maintenance department oversees, will you fill us in on when at Hirschbach when you're VP of maintenance, what areas are you overseeing?
0: Well, I would kind of joke and say whichever Brad wants me to do, but uh, you know, that's kind of with everything. It's a fluid situation, but but really, um, the what my area of responsibility kind of falls into is that any uh, truck and trailer repair, any uh, purchase of equipment uh, in truck and trailer, uh, any add-on items to trucks. Uh, so if you want to add extra lights and things, that would go through me. Uh, the road assist department um, also re- reports to me as well as uh, I, I'm responsible for, for fuel um, when I say fuel, I'm really responsible for you know the negotiation and the stops dealing with the interface of those areas. So uh, I would almost say that I'm I'm VP of maintenance and equipment um, because all of uh, the purchasing and disposition of the equipment also falls under me. Um, some people may not know that we started a new department about a year ago. Uh, it's called Orange Equipment Sales, and what we do is we take our uh, our decommissioning trucks and trailers and. We offer them out on the uh, retail market shelves, instead of just trading them back into uh, to the uh, OEMs because they really don't want them back and they don't give us favorable terms. So, in a lot of cases, it makes much more sense to uh, retail or wholesale that equipment versus uh, take the price gouging from uh, both the truck and the trailer manufacturers. So, um, anything that uh, can be broke needs fixed my world, all the, all the terminals, the shops, uh, that, that, that's, that's my problem Or uh, as I always say, that, that's, 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 that's my kids.
1: <laughs> yes. But that's a very, very, very important area, especially to our drivers. Um, you know, they see your team and, and probably talk to your team more frequently than, and then some of the other teams that we will talk to, uh, in the future on the podcast. Um, And speaking of, you know, the maintenance world and and braking and fixing, uh, Hirschback has a really cool maintenance program for our drivers, especially our our lease operators. And, uh, you know, the recruiting department frequently refers to it as the full service worry-free maintenance plan. And it can be a little confusing to understand sometimes that it's not an escrow and it works a little bit differently. But that it's a really amazing program that we offer. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah, I, I certainly can. And you know, this is probably one of those conversation pieces I have at least two, three times a week, just because there is a plethora of misinformation or uh, not a good understanding of what the program is. So, I first start off by saying I don't call it the full service maintenance uh, fund or anything like that. Even that's what it's technically called. I call it health insurance for your equipment. So the best way to put this in mindset to understand is it's just like if you've got Blue Cross and Blue Shield, every week you pay your, your insurance premiums, and if something goes bad, you need to go to the doctor, you go to the doctor, you need a prescription, you get a prescription, and Blue Cross Blue Shield covers the doctor and the prescription. Well, the same thing happens when we talk about our full service maintenance account, aka, you know, our tractor, tractor health insurance program. I'll just kind of keep it in, in simple terms because I'm from the south and we get too di- difficult and I get confused. So we're just going to call it health insurance for your your truck. And same thing happens if you, if you have something that goes down on the road or in one of our shops, you don't have to worry about. Oh, I, I need to come up with this. And bit, let me give you a little bit of example. So one of the things that I, I hear a lot of operators talk: Well, everything's under under warranty. Yes and no. Uh, And the reason why I say yes to no is that you can get a brand new piece of equipment. It can go out. Uh, I'll I'll use a tire. You you take a tire repair road. Say you blow a tire out on the road. Uh, Most people don't realize what the expense is to that. I can tell you what the expense is. If you have a drive tire that gets blown out on the road, uh, generally our average cost is $2,500 per event because not only do you have to replace the tire, you generally have to replace the rim and, then you have the road call. So generally all that together is about 2,500 bucks. It stinks. But if you didn't have the full service maintenance program, you would be starting in a brand new truck uh, with setting up an escrow account, which is what a lot of companies do, where you put X, like three cents a mile into this bucket. Well, now all of a sudden you have this catastrophic event up front and you don't have enough in your escrow account. So you can either go negative in that escrow account or, uh, then then they start take taking, you know, some companies take it out of your settlement, you know, because you don't have enough in the escrow. And that just really is horrible for a cash flow perspective for an independent business. And that's what we're really talking about here. The lease purchase drivers are independent businesses. Uh, so what we're doing is we're taking this truck health insurance. And what we're doing is by by charging 10 cents a mile, we're flattening out that expense. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh well, there's no way you can pay ten cents a mile. Well we just just for giggles. Uh generally truck truck maintenance runs about six cents a mile. Um and tires run about three to three and a half, depending on if you're having a breakdown. Now if the truck ages, uh let's say you have a three year old truck, stuff falls out of warranty and there's there's more preventative maintenance because of after treatment, uh just Case in point, you've got your diesel exhaust filter and diesel particulate filter. Uh, that whole system to actually go through and what we call do a uh, DPF clean, it's about $1,500. And then if you have one of those fail, which can happen, uh, it's not warrantable. So these are, these DPF filters are made of this uh, ceramic substrate and pl- and platinum and some precious metals, which causes catalyzation from the heat. Uh there's $15,000 right there. And that's not warranty. Um, That cracked DPF filter is not warranty. In some cases, there's a few other things like uh, what they call the uh, DOC, which is the Diesel Oxidation Catalyst. Uh, Again, our our business is full of lots of acronyms, BEF, DOC, DPF, um, you know, and then then we have all the the lights. So there's a lot of experience there for an independent business. And what Hirschbach does is they really try to take and say, okay, independent business. We understand this, so no different than anything else, whether you're buying you know, liability insurance or whatever, here's your, your, your flat expense so you know how to cash flow your business, and you don't have to worry about these ups and downs. Uh, but in, in addition to that, it also covers truck rental. Um, so if you look at a truck rental, if you, as a equipment lease operator at Hirschbach, uh, our contract says that within 24 hours we have to offer you a a rental truck or we can pay you downtime, whichever whichever we prefer. I mean, the truck's gonna be ready in you know six more hours. There's no reason to really put someone in the in a loan truck. It'd be easier just to pay them the downtime for the equipment. But a rental equipment truck is generally about 200 to 250 dollars a day. That's not covered under warranty. Um, so you're you're out in a Penske truck for a week. I mean, you're looking at Quite a bit of money, anywhere from 800 to $1,400 depending on, you know, fuel tax and a, and a few other locations. So uh, there's a ton of benefits from the full service maintenance or the health insurance for your, your equipment. So going into it, you know what your expense is going to be. Here's the other thing. As an independent contractor, you should really talk to your, your tax professional. because that $0.10 cents a mile, most of the time can be deducted off of your business tax because it's a business expense. Just like a lot of other things, your cell phone, you know, meals, things things like that. Talk with your tax professional because as, we, as you look at your settlement, you're like, ah, oh, dang, you know, I'm getting charged 10 cents a mile. And, uh, you know, this is it's a tax write-off because you're insuring your risk of a mechanical failure. And I'll just be honest with you, as trucks continue to evolve, they're going to be a lot more complex mechanically. Right now, we're sitting at about 10 electronic control units or computers on the truck that all communicate through this high-speed network. And uh, just case in point, uh, a simple, what we, I, I call it a simple ABS controller, is about a grand. Uh, the forward-looking radar that actually prevents the collision stuff, there's $3,000 sitting on the front. So you start adding all this stuff together, it gets expensive real quick. So... And then along with that full-service maintenance, we also give you a little bit of a uh, additional protection for uh, road debris. So if you you hit a gator in the road, you have a, a tire event, uh, you have snow or ice come off, windshield breakage because of that, that's all covered under that full-service maintenance health insurance package for your equipment. So there's a lot of good benefits, and I think sometimes it gets a bad rap because people see the 10 cents, but you've really got to roll that out. Hirschbach does not make any money on the on the full service maintenance. It really all it does is it flattens out the expense at a fixed month or fixed weekly interval for the equipment.
1: That's a fantastic explanation. I know I always refer to it as an insurance. Um, I know we've had one question that has come up um, pretty often on social media, and um, and the question is, what does the maintenance fund pay out for? Does it pay out salaries for the tax? Does it is it just simply for repairs on the trucks or like you mentioned, the the rental trucks and and those kinds of things that aren't covered by maintenance?
0: So the full service maintenance, I mean if you go into our shop, there's labor and parts associated with it. We bill that to the truck against the full service maintenance. So in theory, yes, it does cover the mechanics wages because that's a billable labor charge to the piece of equipment. It would be no different than if you were to go into a TA or Petro and have an oil change. You're going to have the parts and labor, and that labor pays for the uh, for the uh, the mechanics and overhead and everything else. So it's it's all included into that. I mean, um, there's there's no free ride. So even if we were to evolve to an escrow escrow fund, I mean, you're you're going to be looking at door rates at the terminal locations of probably ninety ninety five dollars an hour, and then you're going to have parts. So um, at this, uh, doing it this way, it's, we, we put it in at just cost, which is why we can keep that 10 cents a mile so low. Um, and, and on some of this equipment, if you look at some of the uh, trucks that are approaching three years, uh, and a lot of times it's costing 14 to 16 cents a mile to run these in maintenance just because of the additional maintenance costs associated with the after treatments.
1: Awesome. Thank you for explaining that so in depth. I think it makes a lot more sense when you hear it coming from you and not just kind of being passed around via social media. Yeah. So what, um, another big question that often comes up is uh, discussing the terminals and and kind of where we are with, um, with facilities and updates. And, you know, earlier um, or at the end of last year, I know Denton had their concrete all replaced and East Dubuque had theirs replaced in the yards. And um, I know the big one right now everybody wants to know about is Monmouth and kind of where we are on an update with our Monmouth terminal.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a fair question and I think uh, we should be very transparent about where we're at. So um, this week we uh, we elicited bids from general contractors on what our, what the cost is going to be. We have Uh, we're, we're going to do mom within a couple of different phases. The first phase is going to be the tractor shop, uh, which is the shop over next to the, uh, the main highway. Um, we're going to convert there. There's several things that are going to happen there. Uh, one it's it's going to become a 10 base truck shop. We're also putting in a body shop. Uh, we're going to, instead of sending stuff out and having it done, we'll be able to, you know, fix stuff on trucks real quick, paint it kind of go from that direction, we're also going to add bunk rooms and, you know, workout facilities and a driver lounge and washers and showers, everything that you come to expect with Hirschbach at a terminal, you're, we're, 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 we're close to starting on that project. So I, I don't want to give a timeline just just for the simple fact right now with the way that uh, the current business environment is with uh, the COVID-19 uh we're in a very fluid situation. So for me to speak to say we're gonna start this next week or something is is, is very irresponsible. Um, because right now we're focusing on making sure that we've got <clears throat> you know, drivers being able to get out there and, and supply the food so we don't have mass hysteria. You know, I I, I just wanna be very upfront and candid about that. Uh, but we do have the quotes and it looks like the, the first phase is going to be about a $2 million project two uh, to 2.5. Um, so um, it is on the radar. Uh, one of the things I do want to talk about, I was down in Mammoth yesterday and uh, I was walking through the terminal. So if any of you haven't been down there, so um, we've got the uh, truck shop and the trailer shop um, used to be the trailer shop is where you used to have just our four bed, the truck shop of course is the other building. Uh, some of the things that we're doing down there is uh, we're going to start inspecting equipment as it comes in, um, where we have the flux flux to be able to do three or four bays of inspection. Uh, looking at timing and stuff, um, we're, we're, still at the, we're still at the bidding process. So what we want to do is, as, as the trailers come in, we want to fix the stuff as we know about it. I, one of the biggest complaints I see on, on Facebook, and I hear it from our driver advisory board, is that the trailers are crap. Uh, and, 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 it's not the matter that we don't want to fix them. One, nobody tells us we need to fix them. Um, we, we have people that, that kind of, uh, circumvent their responsibility to say that they have ownership, uh, even though it's a first box feather, we're all in this together. We're all one big family. So we all have ownership in our equipment and if it's broke, we need to know about it. Well, that's not happening. And what it does is it takes, and we kind of pass the, pass the bad mole over to the second driver so uh, the driver coming into the yard or one of the drop lots is going and picking up a trailer and you know lights aren't working we've got a flat tire and the previous person knew dang good and well that that equipment wasn't satisfactory for the next load and all they're doing is causing that secondary operator to lose money to generate for their family and their business and it's not right so what we're what we're really focusing on is is it comes into Mammoth, we will look at it, feel it, touch it, inspect it, fix it before the secondary driver gets it. And uh, some of the other things that we're doing down there is uh, I'm on a listing bids. We're looking at a complete gantry drive-through system for both truck and trailer. Now I know that there's some drivers out there. Uh, one of them is going to point out he uh, drives through uh, Mammoth, I think, every other day. Well, you know, you're going to put a wash system in there, and it's it's a it's a mud hole. I completely hear you, and, and that's kind of part of it. If we're going to put a, a wash in, we got to make sure that from where the wash is to where you can get it off the yard, it's not going to be a mud hole because it kind of is completely defeats the purpose. And, you know, speaking of washes, you know, we're we're really starting to look at that. You know, one of the things that uh, I, I think is a real hot topic, and I'll just go ahead and touch it, Bianca, since we're, <laughs> yeah. we're here, is, is truck washes. Yep. So let's talk about truck washes. One, as I said, that we're looking at putting a truck wash in Monmouth. Uh We want to we do that at all the terminals. For one, we can, for our independent contractors, <clears throat> it, it gives you the opportunity to wash your equipment while you're on the yard. You know, it, it's kind of like doing your laundry, do your truck wash, everything's nice and clean, get a trailer and go make money. That's what we want to happen but truck washes were never, ever a part of the contract. That was actually a business expense all along. And, uh, I, you know, it, I know that out there there's that well, Hirschbach always paid for one. Um, and, and let me just kind of walk down that road. So we're, we it would be like me going up here to, uh, to Taco Bell and telling them I'm going to pay to wash the windows. Well, that's that's not really fair. That's their business. It's their 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 business model and what they want to do. So uh, me as a secondary business provider, that that's not my business to tell somebody how to operate their business. And that really is an operational decision and operational call. So um, it's our bad, um, you know that that we uh, didn't tell everybody that hey, this is a business expense. But as we looked at the contract and we're like, wow, what, what are we doing? So really. We're spending 35000 a month in truck washes at Blue Beacon. Um, and then when you look at it, you're like, okay, well, why, are, why are we paying for all these independent business owners? Again, this comes back to, one, I'm telling you how to run your business. It's your business. You do with it what you need to do with it. Second of all, it's a business expense that you can write off on your taxes. Again, it. can't. Say this enough. To talk with your tax professional, uh, Bianca. Who are we using? I want to. I, I can't remember the acronym. It's what is it? A B A T B S A T B S. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so those of you on this that are out there listening to this, if you haven't heard of ATBS, they have partnered with Hirschbach, and what they do is they elicit specifically for the independent contractor a tax firm and preparation that can get you the best benefit for your business model. Again, these truck washes, uh, you know, the full service maintenance, these are the conversations that ATBS is very good at answering and help to maximize your exposure to taxes to the federal government and or in some cases maybe provide a refund where you don't have to pay in as much. And fortunately, the government loves to take our money, but uh, we should use every means necessary not to give them as much money as they can because they're just going to waste it on something crazy. Um, Again, that's my opinion there on the on the crazy, <laughs> but but I just don't like to give somebody my more of my money than I necessarily have to because I I feel like I have I can come up with a better idea for my money than somebody else can. But I again, that. ATPS is a great opportunity. Um, so yes, yeah, so the truck washes are going uh, are, are an independent contractor expense. But here is the one caveat yeah. to that: so you can go to any Blue Beacon, you can wash your truck every day if you want, and in addition to that. You can select whatever add-ons you want, so it's not just limited to the basic wash. If you want to get the wax and the polish and everything else, guess what? Have fun, a la carte, everything that you want to. If you want to look good going down the road, I don't blame you. And then we're getting ready to get into bug season. We all know that. So, uh, one truck wash a month kind of stunk, uh, particularly when you look at some of the, the the plows of bugs that we go through. So this this will give everybody option one, you know, to be able to keep your equipment clean and the way you want to do it. Uh, and again, you know, Hirschbox shouldn't have been paying for somebody else's business. You know, like I said, the example of us paying to wash Taco Bell's windows, it doesn't make much sense and, and we shouldn't have been doing it, but uh, we did. And we're, we're having to write to that, that uh, mistake that we had made. And uh, I would say maybe that, you know, I know Brad had done a video on it. We, uh, I don't know if we, we really canvassed everybody to make sure that we did a good job in communicating. And you know what? I'll take ownership on that. I should have probably pushed a, more of a message out and uh, I'll just ask everybody, please forgive me for that, but that's, that's where we stand.
1: And so just to, to clarify, if they were to go through Blue Beacon to go get a, a wash, they're able to put that charge that on the Hirschback account. It comes back out on their settlement or
0: they that just pay is, That for is it. correct. Okay. Uh, so what they do is they'll just continue to charge like normal. And uh, what happens is once a week, we, uh, we get the transactions from her or from blue beacon. It goes to Patty and carry and settlements. They upload the, load the expense and uh, it'll, it'll come out on your settlement. So again, ATBS will be able to see what the truck wash code is and they, they should be able to classify it as a business expense. So uh, don't, don't forget that opportunity. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, opportunities there. And again, um, I'm not in accounting, but I can tell you that the ATBS program is phenomenal at helping our independent contractors make sure that they are, uh, one, compliant with tax law, but two, make sure that you're getting all the benefits of an independent business.
1: Well, and, and while we're talking about ATBS, I'm going to do a little plug for a future podcast. We're hoping to have uh, their representative, Todd Eamon, on in the future. And uh, I know we have some information. If, if anybody wants it, they can reach out. I'll be happy to send them over the flyer. And you are you're able through Hirschback to get a discount on their services, and you can have it taken right out of your settlement.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a great program. Um, I, I think it's around twenty to twenty five bucks a week,
1: Bianca, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. I want to say uh, like twenty one. I think.
0: Yeah, somewhere in there. I, I knew where it was. I, I in that price range, but it's it again. Here's the other thing. Tax preparatory fees are also a business expense. Mm. So uh, I know everybody kind of sees like what it feels like to be penny, nickel and dime, but realize that sometimes this is in the best interest to be able to leverage your, your tax liabilities and really it can help you in the long run. So don't don't always think of it as penny, nickel, and dime as looking at it as I'm leveraging the uh, existing tax laws that are on the books. So ATBS does a good job of that.
1: They really do. Uh, I know they've been uh, in the business for a long time and, and they're very highly regarded. All right, folks, that concludes part one of our episode with Nick Forte. We'll be back again in a few days with part two. Thanks for listening to the What's Your Drive podcast. We'd sure appreciate it if you subscribe or share the podcast with a friend. Leave us a review. And if you'd like to see more, stop by our website at whatsyourdrive-podcast.com. While you're there, leave us some feedback on the show and share your future topic ideas. Roll safe, everyone.